0: Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers, I'm Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane here in eastern Washington. Joining me are the three vicars, Father Pat Kirst, who is the pastor of St. Thomas More and the vicar for priests, Father Brian Mee, the pastor of St. Augustine and the vicar for finance, and Father Darren Connell joins us after an extensive vacation. Last but not least, Yes, he is the home. rector of the Once cathedral, again. Our Lady of Lord, and the S- vicar Lords. general. Thank you. We are going to speak about Catholic schools in just a little bit. As you know, we're going to be anticipating the uh, Super Bowl, and <laughs> this is very interesting. The two quarterbacks uh, are both graduates of Catholic schools, both diocesan priests, Catholic schools, and no and behold, from the Archdiocese of San Francisco.
1: The Goa. I thought Goa. that was a diocese. No, it? that's an archdiocese oh, since archdiocese.
0: 1853, let's oh. be very <laughs> <laughs> clear. Whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, Jared Goff is Marin Catholic, he was uh, a sophomore when I was elevated to the Episcopacy in 2011, Mm -hmm. and uh, graduated, went on to Berkeley, and now with the Rams, and- Got the Humility Award. Yes, okay, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) did I try making a couple of Monsignors here? (laughs) Two, two, not three, and Father, um, and Tom Brady. Brady is a graduate of Sarah High School in San Mateo, um, and um, his uncle is a De La Salle Christian brother, and his dad was in the seminary. So they are probably the first time in history. Father Me is a great historian on all matters of sports, and <laughs> he didn't know that. <laughs> no, I did not. No. no. And so uh, again, graduates of, of Catholic schools. Part of our message is that the, the schools of the Catholic schools were founded. Uh, the earliest of the Catholic schools were probably the cathedral schools in the earliest centuries That's of the church. Right, the cathedral schools and um, <laughs> diocesan clergy who were, may have been the canons taught, and the, the young women were t- would be taught in the convent schools and. Later on, the first Catholic school in the United States uh, is believed to be in the 17th century in St. Augustine, not Augustine, Florida by the Franciscans. The Ursulines founded a school for girls in New Orleans. Later on, there would be other schools founded uh, in the century with St. Elizabeth Seton, patron saint of the Catholic schools, and St. John Neumann, who is originally from Bohemia. Where is Bohemia? Uh, is in that somewhere outside Cincinnati? Czech Republic, <laughs> I think. Oh, the Czech Republic. Okay. We, but Does we that have still exists. No, you might... Prague, you went to Prague. Prague. No, or you have might not go to Prague. Yeah, no. you had the infinite the infant, Prague outfit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I stood uh, in for the Prague. Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not today. It's <laughs> not your liturgical <laughs> muumuu, Father Connell. Um, <laughs> you all at Father Me went to Sacred Heart Grammar School, Father... Kirst went to St. Mary in the Valley, and you went to Trinity. Uh, Yes. Did you graduate? Were you able to graduate or were you asked to leave?
1: I went to Trinity.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But but you didn't, did you graduate? Does it matter? He he left. He he did leave. Because we never kick you out, we just ask you to leave. And uh, (laughs) how about your experiences? Just a little brief, greatest memory from your Catholic grade school.
1: You said I, I went to Trinity and as I was reminiscing as we are wont to do when we do this show every year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's every
0: week usually. Okay.
1: Um, I was just thinking about, and it's true today, that, that Catholic uh, education, our Catholic schools work best when they're um, uh, operated in harmony with the family. And how true that was when I was a, a boy and a student that, um, you know, parents and teachers were on the same page in terms of looking out for our own... Uh, welfare and well-being and desire for us to grow in holiness and wisdom, and it just was a, there was a, a unity that that existed throughout the weekend, you know, for Sunday Mass and events in the parish and and school events. It was just kind of one seamless garment, if you will, of of, of Catholic life, and there was something very um, consoling about that as I think about it. Now, there, there was never a disconnect between, you know, a life, a life of faith on Sunday and, and, and during the week, and I think as I think about that today, you know, I still see it today in, in, in uh, with some of our families uh, and and experience it today. I think you know to see kids at mass on Sunday and their families and their parents and have them involved in the life of the parish and then to see them uh, at school events and 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 the like. It uh, I think it's one of the great values of of our Catholic education that that seamless communion with uh, family and church.
2: And I think about the the teachers uh, back then. There were. Still some, some sisters teaching in our school, plus some lay, lay people teaching, and they just were always there, year after year after year, and we knew in second grade who our eighth grade teacher was gonna be, and, and he was still there, and, and they were just dedicated people. They cared for us. We, I don't I, With one notable exception, I think everybody in my class really liked our teachers going through school and, and, and found them to be great sources of support. Uh, taking on that role of of helping us learn, and and uh, of course classes were not that large, so we knew everybody very well. Going through eight years of school, they did allow me to graduate from the school I went to with and honors. Uh, I understand. I think we all had honors. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah everyone got honors. Everybody got a trophy. <laughs> and and uh. no, that, that
0: that those those days, actually,
2: we were able to put people in their place. Uh, yeah. No, but just wonderful caring people teaching us, and and had a couple men sp- sprinkled on the staff even back then in the seventies, and and uh, again the good the good sisters of St Mary of Oregon, uh, schmoes, and, and they were there. The, the same sisters were pretty much there all the years I was there, and there was really a stability to that. And and we got we knew our the eighth grade teacher when we were in second grade, and then when we got to eighth grade, there was our teacher. And, mm. and uh,
3: so I went to Sacred Heart Grade School, and I would say both what uh, Father Connell and Father Kirst were saying. First of all, the community, the people, or the kids you were in school with, you saw at church. You also um, saw in all the social events. So it was a very tight Catholic community, and uh, that made for a wonderful, you know, very supportive um, community. But the sisters as well. I think out of the eight grades, I had six sisters. And uh, I can still remember every single teacher I had, both sisters and lay teachers, I I think that just speaks to what a significant and important time uh, that grammar school uh, time is, a child is so they're just um, absorbing everything. And the teachers are so influential. And uh, fortunately, the sisters we had were holy name sisters, very good educators. And uh, again, I remember them to this day.
0: Uh, A couple of weeks ago, when we were, as the bishops, were in retreat in Chicago, I flew back to celebrate the Mass for the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. The province of the West was celebrating its 50th anniversary of its establishment and the renaming of the province, the Sister uh, province of St. Elizabeth Seton. And there, uh, I was, as I mentioned before, taught by uh, the Daughters of Charity. My second grade teacher, Sister Thelma, was a young sister, and she is uh, still very much alive and is tutoring. She has to be, I believe, in the early 70s. My first grade teacher, sister, um, was Francesca when we were at school. She went back to her real name, Is in New Orleans, and still tutoring also. But um, it was, speaking about the heroes we had in school, Father Chris mentioned uh, teachers that were dedicated and inspired him, and I would say the same when in my... Um, my education, both in grammar school. Father Kirst went to Gonzaga Prep. Father Me went to Mater Clary, which was the seminary high school. Father Connell went to he a reform did not school. He wanted to go to, to a high school. No, he, he went to. He you, wanted to go to high school. You went to Mother Cabrini, education. Mother Cabrini Memorial, Memorial. Boys School <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for troubled boys. For troubled boys, they had bars on the windows yeah. for some reason. Yeah, but you were captain and quarterback and captain of the team. Sergeant at Arms. Sergeant at Arms. That, that was a bad. Minute, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I was you were the lead by the sergeant. Yeah. That's what it was. You were the lead in the in the <laughs> musical. Uh, what was it? Man of La, Mancha? Man of La Mancha. Yeah. But uh, in <laughs> any case, that, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Road air troll. supply. That was... Uh, oh, yeah.
1: I, I just... I just uh, yeah, well, that's Miss, m- why they... Mrs. Vanelli got me... Oh, by the t- way, t- we t- do have Mrs. Gina oh, Vanelli with Look, us.
0: Yeah, one of these days you'll speak to our executive producer <laughs> and Mrs. Gina, who's very generous. But again, the Catholic school, uh, my principal is still alive. Brother Arnold, uh, a Christian brother, and I hope to, uh, to uh, see him. But I would say in our school, we learned that if we didn't necessarily like all the teachers... The atmosphere in a Catholic school was, first and foremost, offer it up. Um, And the other thing was, we do believe, as our young people sense, that in Catholic schools, uh, hopefully the environment is one that uh, is is of love and a commitment uh, to—we're all beloved sons and daughters of God, and hopefully that message permeates our Catholic schools. I know that um, we're we're all walking down memory lane, and that's great, but I'm also reminded
1: uh, of— you know, today, I think of our own uh, school, Cataldo Catholic School. Um, the fifth grade teacher last year uh, entered into full communion with the Catholic Church. And w- when I go into her classroom, um, her, her kids really are on fire for the faith uh, um, because she is so passionate for the Catholic faith and wanting to learn more and, and grow in her own relationship with Jesus. And it, it can't help but permeate all of the subjects that she has in her relationship with her kids and their questions, their their insights, even as fifth graders, are are really impressive. And again, it flows from, you know, it flew from the nuns and teachers that, that, that taught us, but it, it happens even today through um, men and women teachers who are uh, so passionate about uh, the Catholic faith. And we're all
2: pastors of parishes that, that have schools, and that's a, a special blessing. It's a challenge as well. but that's moving into communities that have made a deliberate decision through the years to make Catholic School ministry Ministries something very important and vital, and a lot of resources are put toward that, and we see it as worthwhile. Uh, there's a sensitivity on those types of parishes that whereas we want to celebrate our Catholic School Ministry and support that and make that very visible and know how it's a positive impact on the parish as well as the wider community, but we do that not in any way, shape, or form denigrating those who don't use the Catholic school ministry, the families who use public school system or, or other ways of education. And and uh, it, so that becomes a pastoral challenge is to, to make sure we're celebrating our Catholic school ministry without putting down anybody who doesn't take advantage of that. I
3: know? agree with that. But I think, too, every Catholic uh, family, the parents in a Catholic family, they truly have to go through a deep discerning of where they're sending their child to school. I think being Catholic, there's, if not an obligation, there's certainly, uh, should be at an impulse to be going to a Catholic school because of the Catholic education you're receiving there. Beyond that though, I know, you know, sometimes you hear, well, the, the ones that go to the Catholic schools, we don't always see them at mass on Sunday. But I truly think that of course, a school Catholic school is a ministry of the parish it's a form of evangelization so even though and this is not condoning it even though let's say someone sends their child to school but you don't see them in the pew on Sunday still they're giving you their child uh, to and uh, it allows the parish the school to provide that catholic education that's so important so it's it's a form of evangelization well, uh, that sometimes we don't think of it that way no I, I
1: i agree 100 percent. and we we're in the unique position of evangelizing through the students so w- when we have student masses for example we can ask our kids uh, to go home and ask their parents about different aspects of the faith and you know as we get ready for the summer months uh, i always talk about the need to maintain commitment to sunday mass and i t- have the kids go home and ask your mom and dad what is our plan going to be going to mass during the summer months with the hope of maybe you know challenging parents uh, through their kids and evangelizing parents uh, through their children
3: you send them home with envelopes don't you for the summer <laughs> i do daily for the, for the summer <laughs> <collections>, <laughs> the <laughs> summer
0: collection stewardship that will be for another radio show and how <laughs> okay. we can Im- involve students as, as young as kindergarten to be pledging to the annual appeal Um, we did that in Goa Uh, anyway we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll continue to speak on Catholic schools and maybe some of the challenges we face and, and the hopes that our parents have expressed to their pastors Bishop and Vickers. We are talking about Catholic schools, and again, we've a little bit of a trip down a memory lane, as uh, Father Connell had spoken about, but what about great memories of presently in the last year or two since you've been pastors of your parishes? I know Father Mee was at St. Peter's, but, and so he would have had all saints. Uh, Father Colin, you've been at the Mother Church of the Diocese quite a while, and Cataldo is one of the schools mm-hmm. that the cathedral is responsible <laughs> for, primarily. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas More, which Father uh, Cursed is the pastor, but before that he was at uh, St. Mary's. But something really significant, you, you see this happening, you've experienced it, and you say, wow, that's, that's why we have Catholic schools.
1: Well, I was uh, removed uh, as rector of the seminary in 2011 <laughs> and appointed uh, to the <laughs> mother, re- church. mother church uh, in June of that year. And um, uh, one of the families, longtime families of the cathedral, is the Fraser family. And um, Tony Frazier was a student uh, at Cataldo, and during his time there, um, sadly, one of our parents, one of our young moms, uh, was diagnosed with a colon cancer. And um, uh, uh, Tony became close with the family during those years of her suffering and. Uh, she eventually uh, passed away, and we had her funeral in in 2015. And Tony graduated, went on to prep, and uh, began to um, grow his hair out. And everyone was, uh, you know, wondering if this was part of his rebellious stage. It was getting longer and longer and longer. And uh, when he was asked about it, um, he revealed that uh, his witness of of this mom's suffering and her death made him want to. Uh, do something uh, contributive, and so he was going to grow his hair out for several years, uh, and have it cut to, to make a wig for someone in the future who needed was going through chemotherapy or something and needed uh, needed um, to have that uh, during during the treatments. And I just thought to myself, gosh, you know what a wonderful thing for a young uh, teenage uh, young man to to uh, to do a selfless thing to do for uh, for someone else. And interestingly enough, when Tony was in eighth grade, as he was uh, he is a server at the cathedral. Um, one day at Mass, he asked me, um, Father uh, Connell, how long are you going to be here at the cathedral? And um, I said, I serve at the pleasure of the bishop. Um, <laughs> no, I just said, I don't know. And he said, Well, he said, I, I, hope, um, I hope you're here forever. So he's he's my favorite. Uh, oh, all that's, that's, <laughs> Boy, that's just
0: he's really in got me. We got some bad <laughs> news. Stop for crying, years. Father oh, Me. Stop no. crying. Get him some, <laughs> tissue. Get him some <laughs> tissue. Get him some tissue. No, he's, oh, he's a, in college can, now. Is not he a freshman? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went to prep
3: afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. correct. Uh. Okay, can you uh, he also, now?
3: He goes to St. Thomas More Parish now. I think. Uh, he better
0: not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, now. He yeah. told Father Pat that he was the, his, yeah. He, yeah. No, he would never, he never be, leave, yeah, too. Yeah. You no, know, the wind beneath his wings. Uh, Pat, any story that you have? Because uh, Father Me's trying to make up one right now. Uh, so. I can see that. The wheels
2: are turning. You know. He's so. growing hair on his back for a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's another story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bishop, you mentioned that I have been associated with parishes that have had schools uh, now at St. Thomas More before St. Mary in the Valley, also before that at Walla Walla Catholic mm-hmm. Schools in, in uh Walla Walla, wall, wall Father Me taught for a while. Two years. Back in the glory days. And, and then, oh. and also St. Patrick oh. Parish in oh. Pasco. And what stands out is each one of them has something outstanding about it that the others don't have. It's not that they don't do it at all, but something really, really bubbles to the top. And uh, at St. Thomas More, what uh, really has impressed me in the short time I've been there, two things. One is the, the concerted effort at having a retreat program that's age appropriate for the classes. Mm-hmm. A uh, great deal of effort put into that and very well responded to and, and very powerful experiences, I think, for the young people, and even more so for the adults that that uh, chaperone those sorts of things. And the other thing is, are the service projects. And obviously all Catholic schools have service projects, but it's really woven into the DNA at St. Thomas More School that these things come along and... And the response to them is automatic and, and generous. And if there's a, a food drive, which of course every school does, and, and Gonzaga Prep does a huge one around Thanksgiving, and that that's just the the halls are lined with food that's been collected, and then the the, the kids uh, have a part in getting that distributed and so forth, and 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 they take you know, regular trips to help at the House of Charity or to, to do other service projects around town. And, and that takes a lot of coordination, especially getting people moved around these days and, and, and uh, with people that have the right insurance to drive and have the background checks and all that. But the, the parish and parish school has really dedicated themselves to that aspect of it, which is, uh, again, something I think really outstanding for the particular parish school I'm associated with now.
0: Father Me, what about you? I remember it it, could be a great story without me. You could
3: do nothing. Ah, well, let's see. All Saints, you mentioned. I was at All Saints before, um, or at St. Peter's, and then All Saints was a school. And um, one of the one of the themes of being at All Saints is we're all called to be saints. And one of the activities or traditions at All Saints uh, School is the kindergartners each year on All Saints Day or near then. They have this procession, this parade of the saints, and they all come dressed up as saints. Mm. And they process around to all the classrooms, and then they come up to the church, and there we have the litany of the saints. And then I usually would have them tell me which saint they were. So St. Francis of Assisi would tell his story, Uh, St. Monica would tell her story. So I'd go around, and I came to this one, and I said, Well, now who are you? And she says, Well, I'm St. Brooklyn. Oh, and I said, okay. St. Brooklyn. Now, I don't know much about St. Brooklyn. What can you tell me about St. Brooklyn? St. Brooklyn is loved by all of her classmates because she's so good. And she's her the teacher's favorite student. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I said, what's your name? <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> so, but... Um, could have had there a bit of catechesis was. at that, there, at that school. No, <laughs> no, I think the catechesis was that she recognized that, yes, she herself is called to be a saint, and um, we all are. So I think one of the things with Catholic school as well is that, that we are to be formed into being saints. And All Saints was good at that. Hmm. And um, Coteldo, I hope, is as well. we'll,
2: <laughs> and, that, we'll... and now if Father <laughs> Connell turns off his, uh, his iPhone. Yes. <laughs> air supply yeah um,
0: I was hoping for some religious music on yeah that. well he's probably compartmentalized his life <laughs> um, what about uh, kind of a basic question that we we face is what do we see uh, what should a Catholic school be uh, if you you know the my area of studies when I was in school was to kind of the diocesan school as uh, what made us unique because charism or religious shaped a school a Dominican school a Franciscan or you no, know, Christian brother, but when we have our parish schools, that in this diocese all our schools, I think, are all lay teachers. Uh, we don't have any religious. Are there any? Uh, I think it's St. Patrick's Pasco. Sister Francis Marie is in the uh, pre-school part S- of it.
1: Sister Consuela uh, teaches uh, Sacramento Prep at Trinity.
0: Okay, and so we do have something. But what do you see? Is uh, if someone asked you? Um, about Catholic schools. What might you say? What what should Catholic schools be about?
3: They should be about truly um, coming to be able to recognize what is true Mm -hmm. uh, and separating the false from the true. I think, especially in our society today, I think that's one of the things that uh, is so difficult for us to do. To be able to do that, uh, it's not enough simply to think, but we need to think about we need to have that time to ponder and reflect so i think in a catholic education and uh it fits very well into who we are in our spirituality there needs to be that time that steps back and we ponder and we reflect upon the truth we reflect upon god but uh, even in the events of our society i think even ones uh, most recently dealing with the Covington catholic school boys That's right uh, very quickly many people on both sides, conservative, liberal, um, whomever, jump to conclusions. And we immediately, we seem to have a a quick uh, knee reflex in doing that. We immediately respond while our education should teach us, well, whatever the information is, what we are to uh, be about is truly uh, developing the ability to separate what is true from what is false. And that takes reflection. So there has to be uh, that development in the child to reflect and ponder on what
2: is true. Mm-hmm. And I think with every school I've been associated with, the question is always before school leadership, uh, faculty, staff, uh, parents, uh, what is it that gives us our Catholic identity? And, and that challenges us to to answer that question of what, with what's already in place and then see within that uh, opportunities for enhancement of that. and and every place I've been takes that very seriously of, of how do we do this. And obviously, yeah, we have a religion class. We have some statues in the hall. Where there's crucifixes on the, on the walls of the classrooms. That's all well and good and true. But as Father Me was saying, the, that sense of being Catholic is a very all-encompassing thing. It's something that is, is part of every moment of our lives and, and shapes every class that we offer and every activity we have in our schools, whether that be an athletic activity or a math class or uh, the big thing is STEM now at our place we call it CSTEM because it's Catholic Science Technology Engineering Math and and to recognize it and all of that we're we're recognizing the the God given gifts we have the ability to think the ability to grow the ability to to come to truth and and see that that's really a blessing we have at our Catholic school ministry is to have the the space and the freedom to be able to ask those kind of questions and and answer them in every moment of our lives.
1: Father Connell, what about you? No, I just was reflecting on that that idea of. The truth and helping kids understand the truth, and you know we do live in a polarized uh, world today, where uh, unfortunately sometimes our adults are the ones who act like children, uh, mm-hmm. but it's that sometimes uh, um, adults uh, are, are quick to to judge and and um, don't have that level-headed uh, kind of wisdom that we try to impart to our children, and that sometimes we see in our children. How many times do we hear stories of 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 um, you know, football games or basketball games in which parents, is, parents are just obnoxious and, and their children are embarrassed for their behavior. I'd like to think that we uh, you know try to create a culture and environment in our Catholic schools where that doesn't happen, that, um, that we uh, uh, impart those values to our kids that then get kind of uh, absorbed by their entire families.
0: One of the challenges, of course, is, is cost. Um, it's teachers who are knowledgeable of the faith and yet are experts in their field and to encourage the wider church community to support Catholic schools here in this in our diocese of Spokane this year we are instituting asking all of the parishes to have a second collection for a specific need of all of our Catholic schools so this would be those parishes that um, are out in rural areas that have never had Catholic schools areas that have faced you know a recent growth of population again not with schools small Mountain parishes that perhaps had a school at one time, but because of the loss of sisters, hasn't had a school for it. all the schools. And we've, we've decided that the need, particularly for this year, is one of school safety. And uh, we're asking that the faithful who are in so many ways are so generous in our diocese to the various needs of proclaiming the gospel in eastern Washington, if our Catholic community in our parishes will support this uh, specific second collection, which we believe will be an annual collection for a Catholic education. In any case, uh, we ask for your prayers for our families and our diocese of Spokane, the Catholic community of eastern Washington. God bless you, and thank you for listening.